Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Two Mats and a Jeff podcast. Uh, we're just some middle-aged guys talking sports. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and also like our YouTube channel and listen on Spotify or Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. So today, we're going to kind of wrap up some baseball talk. I think this might be last of the baseball for this season uh, by talking about the comparison of the baseball game from then and now, we're talking about back in the day, which for us is 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, we're not going to go back too much further than that, probably, versus today's baseball game. So who wants to get started here? Matt, why don't you start us out? What do you What do you got in some comparison between the game now and the game now? Well, just some of the things I wrote down were, I mean, also I'm all over the map here, but, you know, obviously innings pitched, you know, from a pitching standpoint is a huge thing now. Um, <laughs> you know, nobody counted innings I mean they did right. obviously but it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a pitch count I guess is what I'm saying pitch count, pitch yep. count as much as innings pitched or whatever but it wasn't like okay I'm starting pitchers at 90 or 100 okay he's done no matter how he's doing or whatever no matter what inning it is um complete games you know um yeah I think actually I looked up and I so at one point uh, complete games for back in the day were way higher, obviously, oh, than they were yeah. now. And I mean, I remember like um, Halliday would pitch a complete game or Cliff Lee or whatever. But for the most part, complete games are a non-factor. These I was gonna days. say, here's a great example. Yeah, our number one pitcher, Aaron Nola, yeah, has never pitched in the ninth inning. Ever? Nope. Ever. That's what they. Well, in as a pro. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying ever. As That's a, what they just a, they just mentioned that because he they had a seventh game, you know, seven inning. You know, double header. Yeah. So he pitched to the seventh, right. and they were, you know, about, they were comparing if that's complete game. They said, right. "Well, even so, he goes, he never, he's never pitched in the ninth inning," is what they said, well, which no is idea. shocking, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and see, yeah, I was, you know, the, the 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 pitch count and all that. I mean, I, I don't want to discount that, but right. sometimes you, you, you they're head scratchers. Yeah. You know, like why are you pulling this pitcher who's hot? Who's doing well when they only have one more inning to get through? Let's say, and that inning is gonna might be ten or twenty pitches. So you're gonna tell me ten or twenty pitches are gonna throw this guy's arm off for the whole rest of the season or something? I'm not buying it. You know, uh, and I get that the advancements in technology and so on, but I also get the advancements in modern medicine makes it so that guys that used to not be able to pitch anymore because they sustained an injury, yeah. can now come back and pitch again. Uh, and all the advancements in science, you would think in some ways would make it that they could pitch more innings, more more right. pitches. So yeah, that to me, you know, that some of that is, you know, it takes some of the, 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 and I'll probably talk about this a lot, the gut out of that, you know, the management out of that from a manager's knowledge and the eye test right. to say, my pitcher is going out again because he's pitching great and – He's only got one more inning. Or if I can get one more inning out of him, then I only got to bring a guy in for the night. Or at least send him out there. And then if he struggles, then you can go right. to the bullpen. Not like, okay, we're just going to the bullpen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was going to just yeah. so piggyback on that. Yeah. Um, you know, a big difference with pitching is also your specialty pitchers. You know, you know your lefty especially. You know, a guy might come in and pitch against one guy. Yeah. You know, the, and that's, he's your specialty lefty guy. Um, and the other thing I always find very interesting, and we talked about this earlier, especially in a shortened season as it is this year with baseball, how a guy can pitch one game 
as a reliever, and then he can't come, he can't pitch another game, the next game, like you know. Well, and didn't it happen once recently or whatever? Like somebody warmed up. Yes, they warmed up. Didn't even come in the ball game, and they're and they're okay. Well, not he's available. Done, he's done for the not, not available. For the double header. Yes. Well, in this season's yeah. a perfect example of of some of those things like pitch counts. Listen, the season is so much shorter. Why is the pitch count that important this year? But they're still following the same yeah. rules. I'll say it, of pitch counts when this year. I mean, there's a hundred less games, yeah. so there is, you know, far less stress and strain on the pitcher when you're not pitching all of those games as they're, you know, as as going to be available. Right. The, the one thing I was going to say, the only thing I'm I'm going to, you know, guess is because I wrote this down as, well, you know, a big difference today is you're having, you know, the speed of the pitch. A lot of these pitchers, you know, you've gotten guys that are pitching right. up to 100 miles an hour. Like I don't know, you know, our last episode we talked about the 80 Phillies, right. like. How fast did Carlton even pitch? I don't even know. Like, what was his top pitch? Like, but how fast was, was that? You know, like, yeah, <laughs> there, there are definitely guys today that are pitching far faster than they I'm ever so did back the, in the day. The more wear and tear because of speed, I'm guessing. I, yeah, I'm guessing. <laughs> well, well, but you, I mean, the question, I mean, it's probably modern science and whatever else. How are these guys getting to be that much faster, yeah. knowing that they're not juicing and stuff? Which some of those yeah. guys back in the day were. That read Tug McGraw's book. You know, the book about, he, he, you know, those guys were on amphetamines and all kinds of things. And it was all legal at the time, so there wasn't yeah. anything illegal going on there. Right. But they weren't throwing the ball nearly as fast. The velocity was not right. there with these pitchers like it is today. I mean, it's, it's regular every day. Guys pitching 95, 96, right. 97 miles an hour. Every single, and you're not talking about just some specialty reliever who comes no. in who's got super heat that he right. just, you know, in the last, the ninth inning, he's going to mow you down with. You know, three 100-mile fastballs. Well, your, your fastball's not in the 90s. You're not. Right. I mean, it's, forget about fastball. Unless you're Jamie Moore and yeah. you had your fastball was 87 and your, your changeup was 72 or something, you know. Well, the one thing I was going to say, I'll bring up since we're just talking about pitchers, that they were saying how, like, you know, our nemesis of the Braves back, you know, years ago, all those pitchers that were great. Oh, yeah. They weren't power no, fast no pitchers. Power like arms. what they were, they were saying. What would they be like in today's game? Yeah. Well, Good would point. they be who they are? But they were saying how they paint it. You know, you know, our best pitcher is not a power guy. You yeah. know, so I mean, I, I think a good pitcher, is, if they can control the ball, and you know, so much of pitching is the mental game. You know, mentally going up there and, and because once you're there, then you can put the ball where you want it to be if you're not. So I think some of those guys, you know, a good pitcher is probably going to stand the test of time for those reasons. And, you know, because they didn't back then just come out and throw heat. Yeah, no. And keeping the hitter off balance, I think. Right. And which, you know, I mean, that's that's huge. But what, what, you have anything else? Well, I was going to say, for me, also wants to, you want to. Well, I mean, one of the things I put down, and this is like really going back, because this goes back to, I think, the early 70s when the designated hitter came in. And now thinking about that and obviously putting things in place this year with designated hitter, and I'm just going to say, for the record, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I wish they would get rid of it completely instead of expanding it. Because to me, if you're a baseball player, you're playing both sides of the game. And to have a designated hitter takes that out, and I don't, I, I get I, I, that they did that probably to make the game more interesting because again, people love the the home run hit, right. and I do too. But I'm sorry, like baseball, every baseball player should be able to get up there and hit, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's right for the game. It's just, I don't know, I'm not a fan of it. Well, I just so, says, I think it's a big. When it, you know, not this year, uh, that's a big difference with NL and AL managers is yeah. uh, how you manage, you know, your pitcher's spot. And when you think about, you know, how they have to manage that spot. Double switches. You know, yeah, double switches, like exactly. And all those, and, you know, the amount of people they may have to use because they don't have a DH. Oh, and you think about it, those, those, those star pit, the pitchers, 
they had to hit in high school and maybe even, I don't know, college a lot of them probably or whatever. Were probably the better hitters. Yeah, right. So, like, you know, it's not like they couldn't hit. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we don't have to be a good hitter or whatever. So, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that, Matt. Yeah, and, I mean, you're right with the, the differences in the American League because, you know, your rosters look different. I always yeah. felt like, you know, for whatever it's worth, when you get to the, the World Series – the opposing team, because we're always, you know, the Phillies, when they go up yeah. against whoever, they have a guy who they specifically got or guys they got to beat designated hitters where yeah. we, we would just throw in some schlub sometimes. Like, you wouldn't have that guy as your designated hitter. But they could go out and recruit a guy whose knees are blown or whatever the right. case may be because you want him to go up and hit home runs. Yeah. So, not a fan. Well, right. I think that yeah. kind of brings me to one of mine I wrote down is um, interleague play. You know, when we grew up – when we grew up, there was no interleague play. Oh, yeah. You played in the, uh, uh, the, the Midsummer Classic, the uh, yeah. All-Star Game, and then you played in the World Series. You played, didn't play anybody. Like, right. even though we were how many miles from New York, the Yankees, right. we never played them. Or Baltimore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, and I think that when we talk about having designated hitter, that makes, it, makes a big difference. If you're yeah. playing in their park, you know, and they're not playing in our park. That's the well, and something along those lines that I had written down is, you know, the difference between now and then is now it's three divisions, expanded play, division series. No such thing as a division series. I mean, really, like we talked about in our last episode, we talked about, you know, the 79 Phillies. I think they were pretty good, but they didn't even make the playoffs or whatever because, you know, there was Less only people. two division winners or whatever. Right. So, um, you know, I think that's – to me, that's like – I like the excitement of, you know, your team can be in it maybe towards the end more, the postseason races and that type of stuff. But Wild card games. Wild card and games and all that stuff and everything. But it's just like, it's I don't know. I'm, See, I'm old school. I, li- I like that. I think yeah. that adds another element and adds another element to, you know, to teams who might not have otherwise been in it. Right. Who, and and, that, and that, that affects everything because if you're not in it at some point, you might be a seller trying to get rid of guys and and then guys that are buyers that are yeah. looking. So it has impact all over the game. Oh, yeah. But I like that, you know, there's the ability for, for teams to still late in the season who, yeah, it, it gives some excitement there. And, and being that we've had well, plenty of teams who have not been up there in the top, you know, I, I like that. So I think it, it adds to that. Well, I was going to say, and also, you know, with the September call-ups, that makes a change for those teams that, yeah. you know, if you're trying to win something, you're you're going to have the call-ups that aren't going to be playing. Where, right. you know, the other guys, they might be playing a whole bunch of new guys, you know. So um, let me see. Something I – obviously, the main one of the big things, difference, the shift. Um, oh, you know, that – is obviously very, very different. Um, you know, again, that's just something I guess, and we can talk about analytics. Analytics, that's what I mean. But, you know, with the shift, um, you know, some people hate it, but I, again, it's almost like, again, somebody thought about, well, hey, they never hit over there. Yeah, why? That's just gonna, why are we putting all these people in their positions? So I don't know if you think well, about the you shift. Know, it's the shift. I would say I don't like it per se, but it's smart def- defense. And so I'll. In my mind, the hitters should adjust to that, and then, you, you know, it wouldn't happen. But that's also easier to say because we all know one of the hardest things to do in sports, maybe the hardest thing, yes. is to hit a baseball. Yeah. So it's easy for me to sit behind yeah. the table and say, well, that guy should hit it over there. Right. It's much harder to do. So right. it's a smart move, and and I and I appreciate that part of it. Um, it's it's frustrating in some ways. So I, I can't say I hate it, though. Yeah, I almost think like they ought to come up with a rule, almost like a legal defense <laughs> in the NBA. Like, you yeah. know, hey, you can, you can shift, but you can only shift this much. You can't put your entire whatever on this side of the field or whatever. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, you would think – and I don't understand if you're – 
I mean, you know, we have, we have a runner on, th runner on third, and they have a shift. On. Like, what you, what, you would think there'd be more stealing. Which well, but that brings about you to the analytics, yes, which is, yes. you know, all of that, you know. And so, you know, there's a part of me that likes analytics from the standpoint of, you know, like if I'm the coach, I like that you can tell me statistically this and that and the other, and that helps me with some things. And I think that can be a good thing. And I think that, you know, again, from the management standpoint, understanding that and from if you're the pitchers and the pitching coach, hey, this guy, we have all the analytics on the batters, you study up and that helps you. It gives you an edge if you're willing to, to sacrifice the time to study up on those things. But then there's that part that I mentioned a little bit ago of the, the gut feel of the game that I think has been lost in some ways because people are letting analytics, like if that was all there was to it, you could put a computer in the dugout. Yeah. And it could it could call the game for you. Well, it's not. I mean, there's such a thing as, you know, guys that are hot that day or guys that are just feeling it that day. And when you take a pitcher, for example, or you take a batter out because statistically it's the right thing, righty, lefty, whatever the case may right. be, sometimes I'm, it's a head-scratcher to me because I think that doesn't make any sense in this game. Right. Well, I was going to say, well, and that really, that really starts to skew a lot of numbers and statistics from, you know, past – years to now um you know it's going to be very different i mean you look at um jacob de grom um you know he's a great great pitcher he's not he doesn't have the wins and things right. but you know so now they're not even looking at wins and just because of well the thing about wins and i, I want you to chime in there matt the thing about wins that i've always had an argument with is you know the pitcher only controls 50 percent of that equation right you know if your team can't put some runs on the board, you know, this happened how many years with the Phillies have I said, and we've said, well, listen, it doesn't matter. If they, they didn't score, if you can't score more than one, you're never going to win a game. So it doesn't matter if the other team lets up, you know, whatever. If you can't score more than one run, you can't win the game. So, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, pitchers win totals or whatever are great. I mean, mm -hmm. we talked about that in pre the previous podcast or whatever, but but yeah, I, I, I agree that, that they can't control the pitcher, can only control what he can control, right. and that's it. Um, but you mentioned about stats, like something I had written down. It's just the difference in, you know, back in the day you looked at batting average, home runs, RBIs, whatever. Now you're looking at whip you're, for pitchers. You're looking at OPS, war. 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 Right, you're looking at wins, wins above yeah. replacement and things like that. Those things never existed back in the day or whatever. So I think that helps, but it also is like, again, like you said, it's a gut thing. You look like, you know, you remember you the, money, the scenes money. in Moneyball where, you know, it's like we're going to do this because this we need to get on base to get guys in to score or whatever. Whereas, you know, old style guys were like, hey, you know, this is the guy. We're, we're hot, you know. I don't care that this guy is better against this pitcher or whatever. This guy He's has playing. a 16-game hitting streak. I'm keeping him in. That type right. of thing, you know. So well, and that, interesting. I mean, and obviously that's a movie, but you know yeah. they constructed that team in a particular way right. to do that because they didn't have any money. Right. And you know, other teams, you know, like the Yankees, are never going to do that because right. they got they got the deepest pockets around. So, right. um, but you know, there there's gobs and gobs of data. That's well, out there now and that they collect and, you know, you can do a lot of the good things with it, but I, I don't think you can do everything. Another thing with the whole part we're talking about here is yeah. launch angle. Oh. You know, like um, one of our players on the Phillies, I think, got really hurt uh, by doing um, our first baseman who's now hurt. Um, Hoskins. Yes, yeah. Hoskins. That, yeah, you know, he was a great he was a great hitter coming up through the minors and when he first started. And then they changed how he hit, basically, so he could – 
Really? You know, yes. Yeah, I know. And uh, that's supposedly why he's getting better now, is that, you know, he tried going back to what he used to do. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, everybody wants the long ball, and so they want to hit it a certain direction. Um, you know, I think that's another part of all these. You know, when you look at statistics, they start looking at... Well, that's a different... You know, home runs definitely are, you know, they're much, a lot more home runs, you know, today. And, and uh, there's a lot of good reason for that, too. But that's, you know, the launch angle, all that kind of thing. I think when I think about a big change in the game, I think, you know, the, just money. You know, and, and how, how much money is involved and how that drives things with television contracts and all those kinds of things. Because, you know... I love that the games are on TV. I love when you know right. when I, when it's spring training time. I, you know, I like yeah. that I can watch some spring training baseball, especially like the year after they won the World Series. I wanted to, you know, I was itching for some Phillies, and that was great. But there's a part of me that then this is going to come off bad to some people, I think. But this season, with the shortened season and less games, there's some excitement there that that I kind of like of a shorter season with with things. Every Not, game counts more. Yeah, every single game counts more. And you know, it, it doesn't give you time for all those things over the course of a of a, of a long season. Like, hey, you got to go work it out in the minors for a couple of weeks and come back. There is no time for any of that. Right. Um, but part of me kind of likes that because, like you said, every game matters more. And you know, that's what that's how football survives is yeah. and is such a not just survives but thrives yeah. is that every game matters. In baseball, you can go on a pretty big losing streak. And depending on the time of the year, it doesn't look, impact you that look, much. Last year was a great example. The Washington Nationals, if they played their first 60, like we were playing 60 games, yeah. they were awful. Like, yeah. And now they're the World Series champs, you know. Yeah. And going back to when you mentioned the early part about money and teams, like I think that's – I don't know what it was like way back, like as far as finances go, but especially now. I mean, you know, it's such a disparity, you know, since there's no cap – you know how much money, and I just looked. And I think I find it very interesting. One of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, and their yeah. payroll is yeah. super low. And then one of the highest-paying teams is awful, and that's Boston. You know, like it just I, so it doesn't necessarily mean just because you have the money you can win. Right. But the but money drives so much difference. of all of this stuff that that happens, and you know decisions. You know, they're never going to reduce the number of games. They're never going to decrease things. It's always going to be more and more and more. Um, and, you know, that, it, that there wasn't these teams had their own cable network. No. And, yeah. you know, every game and all of the, you know, everything that's on television and, and all that that happened, that didn't exist. I mean, there were a lot of games, if I remember correctly, weren't even on TV. Yeah. And there were teams that didn't have lights, so they didn't have any night games. Yeah. They only had day Cubs, games. Yeah. and. You know, I was gonna say back in the day it was game of the week on whatever, yeah. and it was this week in baseball and whatever. Like you know, it wasn't everything was not. I mean, that's just society in general. Right. But you know, everything's on TV all the time or online or whatever. Um, so a, a couple other yeah, things yeah. I had written down: there were more right. style type things. Right, go ahead, I got some. Yeah, some, um, batting stances. I wrote. I wrote back, back in the day or whatever. You know, nobody. There's no Joe Morgan. There's no. Willie Stargells, there's no Gary Maddox with the wide bat. There, I mean, there's there are some unique ones, but you know, it's pretty much vanilla as far as batting stances now. Right? What are you going to add to well, that? Well, I was going to say, yeah, we think of Pete Rose and how he yeah. crunched down, and then with batting stances also choking up on yeah. the bat. You know, yeah. well they'll talk about it once in a while how they'll say, oh, he he choked up and he you know when yeah. he got that hit. You know, but well, well Pete Rose talked <laughs> about that. He was on 
I don't know, guest commenting something. This was a couple years ago. On, I forget what it was. But, he, you know, it's between games, and he's talking. He was saying, well, if the guy did this, I would do this. If the pitcher did this, I was doing this. And he adjusted his batting stance and all that based on what was happening with the pitcher. Um, and I don't think, yeah, you just don't see that kind of stuff. Well, and back in the day, it was a contact game. It was put the ball in play and see them, make them, make them field it. You know, nowadays it's home run or strikeout. You know, power or nothing. I mean, the strikeouts are way up the home runs. That's what I was gonna say. That bring bringing that up. I was just gonna yeah. say way up on high strikeouts because of the way up on home runs. Everybody. Which I think is one of the complaints about maybe younger people in baseball is it's boring because all. You know, if it's not a home run, it's a strikeout. At least if the ball is in play, there's action going on. Like if right. you go to the actual in-person game, I know people can't right now, but, you know, when you could or whatever. So. Well, there's some other minor things I wrote down that just were relatively new, like the no the no pitch intentional walk, yeah. which just came up, which it's just an interesting tidbit, and I don't know. Like there's pros and cons to that. I don't know how I feel about it. Part of me is like, ah, oh, you know, get it over with, let them go. Right. But there's also been times where you'd be, you know, where you might – Think you're going to intentionally walk somebody. Something happens, and the next thing you know, it changes things. Or so, just make a bad intentional throw. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pass ball. Or something yeah, like so you know, uh, just an interesting rule that's come up yeah. in the last couple of years. I was going to say, I I look at equipment, um, the batting helmet. You look again. We'll say Pete Rose again. He had you know there was it was a helmet. Yeah. And now it's the you know, the ear. Now it's also the ear oh. into the into the and, into the mouth, and yeah. and then exactly you. Uh, arm guards and, and foot guards and yeah, um, so you don't foul it exactly. Off I mean, you know, all of that. And w- with that, with equipment, a lot of times they have to adjust. You know, yeah. with their more more often I think than what they used to do. Batter you know? stepping out, pitchers not working as fast. I wrote that down. Right. Well, I do think I think the advancement in helmets is really oh, a positive, very oh. positive thing yeah. for baseball, and you and you see that all the little arm and elbow guards and all that stuff. I think. Probably 50% of those guys don't need any of that stuff. And it's the sliding mitt that looks like an oven mitt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you know, Barry Bonds standing in there pretty much hit me if I'm not going yeah, to. Chase Utley. Yeah, well, right. we talked about that yeah. briefly in another pr- yeah. previous project. And Chase Utley was just standing there, and he'd take it, and he'd trot on up to the base, and that was it. He got hit yeah. more than anybody. Yeah, um, yeah I don't – some of that stuff is, you know, a little lack of toughness in the, in the younger kids maybe. And something else but, I had yeah. written down was just the difference in venues, right? So back in the day, it was the all-purpose Free River Stadium, Better the Vet, stadium. you know, uh, Riverfront Stadium, all-purpose stadium. Now it's it's uh, baseball ballparks like Citizens Bank Park or whatever. And all. I mean, to me, I like the beauty of the baseball ballpark and the grass or whatever. Um, you know, I, I loved watching back in the day some, you know, uh, some balls that were, you know, you, you hit hard into the turf, take a huge hop and one more hop, and it's a single or whatever. But, I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. But, you know, I like the speed game and that element. But, you know, I'll take the grass and the nice ballparks. Definitely. The all-purpose stadiums. Definitely. Well, I mean, the, 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 the grass fields now are like that. A lot of the ballparks are built to harken back to the old parks. Yes, the way. Yeah. Way, yeah. Camden Yards, yes. places like that were built yeah. to harken back to the old ones. And right. to me – you, natural grass field, you know, yeah. real grass is is baseball, right. yeah. um, okay. and and I think you know they tried to serve two masters at a time where there wasn't as much money in sports. Right now, there's so much money in sports that you can do that. At the time, right. it made economic sense to do that, yeah. and there was always a little bit. Each sport got shift, you know, the yeah. the short end in some ways, right. depending on what it, where it was. Right. Another thing I wrote down is uh, stealing. Um, I think it's a way you know. 
it's a just again a different game now. You, very less, way less amount of steals being done than what it was used to be. You know, manufacturing runs right. um, is different you now today than what it was back then. I mean, you know, there is no more Ricky Henderson. Right. Um, there's you no know, more get him on, get him over, get right. him in. Well, yeah, and it goes to the same with bunting. You know, there's yeah. just it's, it's a lost art almost. You don't see it very often with the, you know there's the. You know, get him in, get get him yeah. over. All that, that that's right. not yeah. you know. Well, I, I think it's interesting. You know, again, I don't know if Major League Baseball is going to do anything about this next year, but because of how things are this year, when you go in extra innings, oh, they're putting yeah. somebody on second base, which yeah. I'm finding is it's very interesting because you're almost going back to that. Do I bunt this guy over? Right. Which again, you didn't really do that. You don't, right. haven't done that lately, or you sacked the sacrifice because they can. Okay, right. I'm only going to get one out. I'm guaranteed he's going to you know, get go right. get the third. And well, know. that's interesting. You brought that up because you know part of me likes the, the the runner on second in extras, and then a part of me goes, you know, I like the game that went till two in the morning, <laughs> fifteen innings, and you'd play some position player would be out there pitching for the last couple innings, and it got crazy. And that crazy part was always kind of fun to watch right. and, and interesting. Um, but th you're right about the runner on second B brings a whole new logistic to the coaching and that has to go on there. Um, so I don't know. What do you think about that, Matt? I, I, I'm just old school. I mean, I, if I'm the pitcher, I'm coming in. Hey, I got a guy on second. What, I got to start the end with a guy on second or whatever. Because it's not a guy on first or whatever. But if you're second. a pitcher, you can look over. Where, he's behind. I mean, I know that you know pitchers are how to check that and everything now. But I just, I mean, I'd much rather have a 25 inning game than have. Some guy on second, the beginning of, 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 of the tenth inning, or right? Yeah. And I don't think the seven inning doubleheader. No, no, I don't think it's going to stay. I just meant like, uh, I, although I, you know, minor leagues have been doing that for for yeah, many many but, years, and right. I found that to be kind of fun and interesting. Mostly fun and interesting because the Bill, the Phillies bullpen stinks. Right. So with seven innings, you don't have to get into the bullpen right. very much. So I've been grateful for some doubleheaders this right. year with not having to get into that awful right. bullpen. Right. Um, another thing I wrote down was you know uh, less physicality. Uh, with sliding, yes. you know, you know, think of you know, we talked about our guy Chase Utley, you know, sliding into second, yeah. uh, and especially the sliding into ho the home plate thing oh. is very different. I don't know what you guys think about like well, back in the day, Pete Rose taking out was it Fossey or whatever right. home plate in an All Star game. I mean, yeah. geez, that would never happen today. Well, I mean, I, I, I think they went too far with those rules. I get protecting the catcher, and I understand that. But I think they went a little bit too far with that to the side of uh, protecting him too much. Right. You know, there's got to be a happy middle ground there, I think, right. with things. Because I think, you know. Well, especially because need... they could replay it. You know, right. like, you know, if, you know, what, you know, the one team could replay, well, if he didn't score, well, I'm going to replay it because was he right. blocking the wrong way? You know, like, that's the other well, part. The because throw take him into the path of the runner. Right. And that type of well, that brings up a whole other part of the game today, which is replay yeah. and how much that impacts things and how much that can change things. Although, you know, I continue to be, as much as you complain about the, you know, the, the, the umps and all this kind of stuff, it's incredible to me how many of those they get right. Yeah. Because those things are happening bang, bang, like within a blink of an eye. We're watching it at super slow motion, right. and most of the time they get it right. Yeah. Um, but I think that that has changed the game, and I don't know if it's for the better. I, although you know, you want the right call to be made, but sometimes I think you know, how much, are, how many angles are we looking at this thing at, and how much is that changing what's happening here? Right. Uh, you know, but you know, and that seems commonplace to us now because it's everywhere. Yeah. But right. you know, back in 1980, there was no replay. <laughs> no.
I don't I, I'm, I'm, I'm through my list. Well, the well, only thing I just wrote is, again, silly, we talk about, like, the uniforms, like how, you know, there always used to be, you had one home, one away, boom. Yeah. Now it's a uh, day game, <laughs> you know, and, like, the Phillies, you know, besides day game, they have the throwback Thursday, so now they're bringing back, you know, the, the powder blue. Right. So I, I think like that's interesting. I think, it, you know, obviously it's a marketing thing, so you can sell yeah. more so well, sell and, more jerseys. And but. that goes to the whole <laughs> machine of marketing and money that's there. Yeah. goes back to, you know, what I mentioned earlier, because, you know, you can buy all of these and now okay that's you know all the different jerseys they're going to make some some money and uh they you know when you're paying these guys all this, all, all this money you need all that so With guaranteed uh, yeah. guaranteed contracts yeah right. now i i will tell you i love that because i love watching the baby blues i love yeah. the, i love the older uniforms i wish they'd right. go back i wish everyone would go back to most of them right. there's a few out there in the league that are kind of bad right. but that's fun to see right. i don't know how fun it is for younger people to see it for right. me it's it, it's right. neat to see and i love seeing the phillies wear the the, the powder blues the baby yeah. blues well because unfortunately that's the other thing but i think they're changing they have to change the game to make it a little you know more fast moving because of the younger yeah. people or it's not watching as much right. as what you know we like watching well and you can only make baseball so fast right it's, you can only make it so fast you know uh if you want to appeal to the younger audience and stuff, there is a, a case to be made for the seven-inning game or things like that to make it a shorter game. Um, not that I want that, but I think, you know, maybe 10, 20 years from now, that's where, go, where they would go because baseball, they say it's America's pastime, and it is more – I don't say it's not a sport because it's absolutely a sport, but it's more pastime. You know, you go to a ball game. Right. It's an event. You're there. You do the whole thing, and it's yeah. – it's just different than some other sports. There's that Americana. There's that old school feel right. that that you, I think most people that go to the ballpark enjoy. Right. So I think there you have it, gang. There's our comparison. You decide for yourself if you like old school or new school or a little bit of each like we kind of do. You've been listening to and watching the Two Mats and a Jeff podcast. Uh, we'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and listen to us on wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time.